0: Hello and welcome. My name is Christopher Chandler.
1: And my name is Chris Schauer. And And we we are are Generally generally American. American. In our podcast, we discuss events,
0: culture, whatever else we want from a generally American perspective. From our differing viewpoints, our goal is that we can offer others and ourselves nuanced opinions on fascinating topics related to the U.S.
1: We invite you to be part of the discussion, and we
0: hope that you'll stick
1: around to see where the conversation takes us. So let's dive in. Hello welcome. everyone,
0: welcome. And we are live, so it's been a minute.
1: <laughs> it, it always feels like a minute, but uh, it, we're usually consistently back.
0: Is that still an expression though? Do people still say that? I, I used to uh, use it with my sister, but I feel like it's a bit old.
1: Yeah, um, I think I think it's old. Uh, I think people know what you're saying, but it's definitely old now. People don't really say it anymore.
0: Is it, as, is it as old as Delio? Do you know that? What's the Delio? Yeah, di-
1: <laughs> I think like non-ironically using, even ironically using Delio is old now. So, yeah, it's
0: yeah older. Yeah. Uh, sometimes when I when I go back and I talk to people, they're like, "Oh, we don't say that anymore." I was like, "Am I that old now?" <laughs> but <laughs> oh, for the
1: record. You don't sound like you're talking like 10 years in the past when we talk. Usually.
0: <laughs> oh, just some expressions I love using, but I've I, I know I've noticed that people don't really use them anymore. I think it's the same thing with like emojis. Like you always see these articles where people are like millennials will use these kind of emojis and Gen Z will use these kind of emojis or or like the boomer generation or the baby boomers will use these kind of emojis or whatever. And you know, if you're not up to date with, like, your emoji usage, then you're, like, you're not cool or something. Which, Man, to me, I, like, I, I don't care, it's just an emoji.
1: I was never much of an emoji guy, uh, but I was upset when they officially added. So, you know, you would draw, like, you do, like, colon, mm-hmm. uh, parentheses for an unhappy face. And, like, those are fun. Like, I, I didn't use them all the time, but I was glad I could. Now it auto-converts that to the emoji. And I was like, oh, so I just can't, I can't do what I've done for like over a decade anymore. That's
0: unfortunate. I think it's kind of interesting how they've changed emojis. So there used to be uh, a pistol emoji, and they replaced that with a water gun. (laughs) So now there's no longer a pistol emoji on iPhones, as far as I'm aware.
1: Yeah, I think that's the definition of, uh, you know sizzle over any steak like it it doesn't effectively do anything i guess
0: (laughs) but before we get too far into emojis so the weather here's been pretty i don't know pretty bland pretty gray it's been raining a lot uh believe it or not and i think we've gotten snow or we got snow once about a week ago and it was gone so i'm ready for spring to come I don't know when the official date is, though. Isn't that like in March? I always forget.
1: Uh, March. I mean, again, it kind of depends on exactly what the planets are doing, but uh, generally, it's March twenty-first. All right, March twenty-first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it because we just had uh, we just had an, another pretty decent snow here. Mm. It was cold for a while. And, uh, now it has melted again, or it is in the process of mostly melting now. I haven't looked at the forecast for the following week, but I hope it just stays, like, right in the, you know, 30s to 40s, maybe even tease us with a little low 50s.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of jealous, like, I'd like to have more snow here, but then I'd have to drive in it, and I'm just not that kind of person, um, to drive in snow i'm just
1: looking forward to not having to wear a jacket anymore because think about it how how long does it take you to put on a jacket
0: i don't know about like a minute
1: (laughs) well that's probably too long but then multiply that minute times however many times you leave the house a day times days of the year you have to wear a jacket it's a it's a time tax
0: that's that's true
1: (laughs) it's it's like it's like uh having shoes with laces um Everyone should join me in the in, my, in the perfect world of laceless shoes and just save all this time. You have Velcro. No, I just have really nice. Na- uh, I I wear Merrells and they're. Uh, I think it's like the Merrell Jungle Mock. Is that a, and like they, a,
0: sh- a shoe brand?
1: Yeah, Merrell's a shoe brand. They fit really well. They last. Mm-hmm. Uh. They're. Cu- I I feel like they're okay for everything. Like. If I had to, like, go on a run, they'd be okay. If I had to go on a hike in the woods, they'd be okay. If I had to walk around in the cold, they'd be okay.
0: Okay. I did, no, I've never heard of them, so. But <laughs> I'm not a shoe person at all. Uh, I'm not a clothing guy.
1: I, I'm not. I mean, I've worn the same type of shoe for over a decade, so I clearly I'm not. <laughs> That's probably uh, my, that is my embarrassing fact of the day, so we should probably move on to our actual topic.
0: Yeah, which is subscriptions, so. I think that's the overarching topic of today's episode, subscriptions, and I guess, like, after-the-fact kind of stuff. So, like, like patches or, like, DLC for video games, stuff like that. Um, But, I definitely so, yeah. want to... F- Focus on subscriptions,
1: right? And, uh, and you know I, I was I was telling Chris before we started like oh we we shouldn't have done our AI episode last week because I feel <laughs> like so every single day there's new things happening in the world of AI, um, but we just had big recent subscription news so we're we're golden either way.
0: But that's actually it ties in pretty well with the last episode because um so OpenAI the the company just announced that they're going to introduce a subscription based model for the chat gpt bot um, so you have the free model and then you have the the subscription model and it it was rumored to be around 45 bucks a month which is like astronomically high in my opinion um, but they kind of self corrected and the official number i think is like 20 bucks a month for the chatbot so if you want like the super f- version you can pay 20 bucks a month or if you just want the basic version then you can have that for free <laughs> so it does kind of tie in
1: okay yeah and that and that does make sense so i i think the thing we have to lead with is um most recent news mm-hmm. which kind of came in two parts uh Netflix I don't even know if I'd say announcing. I guess it was released somehow. Their new uh, policy for limiting uh, people sharing accounts mm. was going to be that you had to like designate a Wi-Fi network, like a home Wi-Fi network, for your Netflix account, and you have to log, you have to physically log into that into your Netflix account on that Wi-Fi network. Uh, like I think it was once every thirty-one days is what they said. Uh, other but it's going to be over a time period or else you're locked out of the account. Hmm. But then uh, of course uh, Netflix made the internet again and everyone said they're going to cancel their subscriptions again. (laughs) So they're like, no, no, that was wrong. We, we didn't mean to release that. That's uh, totally wrong. That's not what we're doing at all.
0: Yeah. You know, I thought about a way around that, which is, I I don't I'm not sure if this will actually work. But I think people might try to actually just create VPNs. So if you can create a VPN that goes to your router or to your home network, then you could kind of circum circumvent that check because can... here's
1: here's the issue with that though okay people people are willing to pay for things that they can pirate when it's more convenient right that's that's yeah. how that's how steam has been so successful that's why netflix has been so su- successful it's so convenient everything's there it's a nice curated storefront there's descriptions there's reviews hmm. there's cast information all this all this handy stuff and once you have to do stuff like that why not just <laughs> pirate it it's easier
0: i mean that i guess that that's that's true you're you're correct
1: and like uh, you know and i I'm not sure uh, how old our our listener base is and what everyone's history with, like, cable TV and the origins of subscription services was. uh, But at least we're old enough to remember uh, back when these things were getting off the ground. Like, you remember when Netflix was uh, physical mail-only? Yeah,
0: I remember that. Um... Uh,
1: And then it was was a novelty when they... uh, when they had their online... And it was so bare-bones. It, like, it was...
0: It was so cool. Like, the I To me, that was, like, revolutionary. Like, the idea that you could order DVDs off the internet, like, two or three a month, and then just send them back and get new ones. Like, that... For me, that was, like, mind-blowing. Um, and it was, was fun. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> and then they ruined it.
1: <laughs> right. Well, and it was... I remember, so, the... I think I knew it existed, but I think I just assumed it was next to nothing on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the moment where I realized it was serious, I was it was probably like a summer. I was staying home, you know, being a kid doing nothing over summer. And I had gotten really into binging the show, and I was ordering all the DVDs on Netflix called Eureka. It was, a, it was a sci-fi original. And I got to the end of, like, season three or something, and I was like, Oh, I need to watch season four. I need to watch season four. And then I looked up, like, oh, the Season 4 uh, release is, like, for the DVD is, like, in six days. So I, like, set it up so that it would send it as soon as it was available. Mm. And then for some reason I logged on to the Netflix app, like, on my Wii <laughs>
0: at the I'll time. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> to just
1: kind of check things. And I saw Eureka Season 4 just available to watch, like, the day the DVD mailed out. And I'm like, what? You could just get current good shows streaming because it was amazing and then there was really no other competition at the time so pretty much anything you wanted to watch was on netflix
0: yeah at the beginning at the very beginning everything was on there like i first remember when like netflix actually started streaming and you could watch so many things like from like i i watched like movies from spain england france germany uh, like, I watched a boatload of anime, Star Wars, like, Lord of the Rings. They had everything on Netflix, like, everything you could possibly want. And and then it was just gone. And I think the the, the reason was is because at the beginning, no one believed in, like, this kind of model. Um, so, like, Netflix was basically a response to Blockbuster. I don't know if you still remember that
1: yep i do i think they still have like one or two physical stores left
0: yeah i think the last one is in alaska <laughs> i believe but netflix was a response to blockbusters and so no one took them seriously and so because of that netflix would just ask these companies like hey can we license your 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 movies and your and your series and they're like yeah sure why not like we're not earning anything from them anyway because you know they're super old and so the Netflix catalog was massive. And then slowly people started to notice, like, hey, you know, this whole streaming thing, subscription model, thats you can make a lot of money with that. And so they took it all away. <laughs> and that's the reason why you have, like, Netflix original, which I'm convinced that's false marketing, but that, that's a story for another day.
1: <laughs> yeah, now it's basically just cable 2.0 now. Um, back, in, back in the day on cable, you would have your basic cable package that would have, you know, your like, you know, your local news, history channel, discovery channel, uh, hand like Comedy Central, like a few like the staples. Right. Yeah. And then there would be things like HBO or, you know, premium movie channels or, you know, just odd like niche channels. You had to pay more for those. So the reason why people wanted to move away from cable, and why Netflix was so nice, it was just everything. And now everybody's kind of gotten in on it. And now you need to have. In fact, I set aside a piece of paper, okay, and a pen because I wanted to do this live. I wanted to write down, see if I could come up with in real time everything that I personally pay for, not things that I'm I share things that I personally pay for on a subscription basis and see what we come up with. <laughs> so I pay for crunchyroll every month. I think that's like what twelve bucks yeah, I pay for uh, audible, which I haven't been using my tokens on lately so they are just uh, catching on fire. that's ten dollars Let's see what else is there I pay uh, I pay for YouTube music. And YouTube Premium because I hate ads and want to be able to play videos with my phone off. That's like... I think that's like 15. I'm sure there's others. But I know I uh, I use a Netflix account. I use a Hulu account. I use a High Dive account. I use... There's probably more things that... Uh... Can't won't come to be off the top of my head, but the fact that it takes all these subscription services, yeah, to you know interact with the things I would I you know normally would is ridiculous. It's like a hundred dollars a month.
0: Which even if it is a hundred dollars, that's still a much better deal than what you were paying for fifteen years ago with cable TV. Um, so
1: I actually don't know because I I was too young to care or pay for it how expensive was cable do you remember
0: yeah that was but it was like 80 bucks i mean like they had different packages so you can't really say like cable was 50 bucks or like cable was 200 bucks i know that you had like a you had like a base fee of maybe like 40 50 bucks a month honestly i'd have to ask my mom because she paid for all that (laughs) but (laughs) you could like lump in packages so you could do like a sports package or like maybe you were I don't know, fancy and European inclined. So you could get, like a package to watch like shows from France or Germany or Spain, stuff like that. So it really varied. But the, the whole crux of, of cable was they would always package in stuff that you would never want to watch anyway. So like, let's say you're like, I don't know, you're like a nature person. So you book like the nature package and then they just like lump in, I don't know, the comedy package with that. And they're like, well, and you're like, well, I don't even watch comedy. And they say, well, too bad, like it's part of the package; so you have to buy it. Um, and that was the worst part. Or satellite, you know? Oh yeah, <laughs> satellite uh, was terrible.
1: My, uh, I got in trouble with my grandparents talking about this growing up because I think they were breaking the law. They uh, <laughs> they had they had DirecTV. I remember at that. their house for a while. And I remember if there was a same with and they had satellite for a while, too. And if there was any issue, any weather issues, mm-hmm. it caused a whole, you know, nothing would work. Which is kind of which was kind of fun in its own way. But I remember talking about DirecTV and they would get mad at me like, no, you can't tell people we have that. We're not supposed to have that. <laughs> so I'm not sure what they were doing there.
0: Uh... <laughs> I mean, that was a common trope that people, that people would steal cable. If you knew what you were doing, you could splice the cables, uh, the, so you could splice the the cable TV from your neighbors. I never did that, but I knew plenty of people who did. Um, so, <laughs> and it's, for for anyone, like, living outside the U.S. watching, like, American shows, you'll often see that in older series, where people will steal cable. I don't even know if that's a thing anymore, but... It I mean, I'm sure po- it's
1: possible, but...
0: Yeah, but... I mean, it's not really, like... If anything, you'd steal internet, but I wouldn't steal cable. I don't really see the point. Unless, unless like, maybe you're like Chris and you really like sports, because that's where you get, like, the best packages. Yeah. But um, then maybe you'll steal, like, a sports cable or something.
1: So, but... it's interesting you say that. So, <laughs> when we got when we moved when i moved in with my roommates into this house Mm -hmm. uh, we had lived in an apartment where one of the benefits was you got free cable so we just used it to watch football now um you know we we had a house obviously there's no free anything with the house and we went down to our local cable provider to see what our options were so you could kind of you could run the cable through an Xbox without a cable box, and you could do like a, a really minimal package mm. to, get, to get like some sports channels. And I remember uh, we were looking at this plan. It was like, hey, we're going to get like four or five extra channels. And we get to pick what they are. Something like that. Which, you know, we didn't really want, but I mean, ideally, you just pay for what you want, right? But this was, I think it's still a, a step in the right direction, it's a little better. And then I'm actually working on purchasing a house of my own right now. Um, I have my eye on a couple things going up for auction. And I really want to have be able to watch football and things like that. But as far as like shows, everything I'd watch is I'll just get it on, you know, the subscription platform. So I'm not going to pay for cable. So what I'm probably going to do is just pay for like, NFL Network or something like that, which used to only be DirecTV, but that contract expired this year, and the rumor is it's going to YouTube TV, so I imagine paying for just the NFL Network has got to be cheaper than paying for cable year-round.
0: Yeah. You would hope. You would hope. Yeah, although I've heard from people that cable, in general, provides better quality for sports, because... Like if you're watching some kind of show and you miss like a minute or two of it, I don't think it's the end of the world. But you know when you're watching sports, and I'm sure you can attest to this, when you're watching sports and you're really in the moment, that every second counts. And if there's any latency, and you're gonna be pretty mad. So if you miss like a minute or two, oh. of, uh, <laughs> so if you miss like a minute or two of like a, of, a, of a sports game, you'll be furious. And so internet is pretty iffy on like the stability, whereas cable um, is a lot more stable. And you don't—we don't even talk about satellite because satellite. I mean, as soon as like there's a cloud in the sky, it's gone.
1: Yeah. So we uh, we have had that issue because, like I said, we basically stream the cable through the sec- mm-hmm. to the Xbox, so it's all Wi-Fi. So that does happen. Also, uh, speaking of latency. I was at my parents' house oh a week ago. Mm. We were watching the AFC Championship game, the Chiefs playing the Bengals, and everyone in the family is a huge Chiefs fan. And my stepmom is downstairs. The the game is also on downstairs. She's playing pool with the like the grandkids. And that TV is like twenty seconds ahead of upstairs. Oh. And we just <laughs> we just hear we would hear YES and then something amazing would happen or no. It's something horrible would happen 20 seconds
0: later. I yeah, I remember that where I would watch something on the internet and then they would watch it on cable and there would always be like this delay. Um that's true. But if if we circle a little bit back to you counting up your subscriptions. I mean, I have the same. I can't think of all the subscriptions I have. I mean, I have Audible, but I paw- you can pause that. Cause I have like ten tokens. I should to- probably do that. Yeah, I mean it's ten bucks, and I have like ten tokens or something I'm not using. Um, what else? I pay for Apple Music, so that's twenty bucks. Um, then like for the podcast to host that, that's like twenty bucks too. So there are a couple of things, but like all all like these little like these small subscriptions, where you think it's not gonna hurt, and so. Like, I do that through my iPhone. I subscribe to, like, a, a podcast app, Pocket Cast, so I can listen to all my podcasts. Then a Todoist app. Oh, God, what else do I have? Um, I think a Skype number. And you think, oh, this is only 3 bucks. That's only 2 bucks. And then before you know it, like, you're $50 deep in, like, 10 different subscriptions. <laughs> it adds it, up so fast. It adds up everything. The funniest subscription I saw was, for, I think it was for BMW in the US. So they, I'm not like a car person, I don't know if you are, but a lot of the car companies are now doing subscription models. So, oh yeah, for the feet,
1: that's a nightmare. Yeah,
0: so they. So the funny thing is, and funny enough they do this for like tractors too, like I think John Deere is, is guilty of this, but for like BMW... They'll sell you the entire car. So, like, with all, like, the extra suites, extra features and, um, you know, creature comforts. But they'll block it with software. And if you want to use it, you'll have to, like, either buy it or pay a subscription. And there was an article in the news a couple months back saying that BMW owners could subscribe to, uh, like, a heat seat warmer model. So basically you'd pay like 20 bucks a month to have like seat heats so like heating for your seats in your car i don't know what the official term is but it was like either you pay 20 bucks a month a hundred dollars or 150 bucks a year or something i don't know what the math is that probably doesn't work out anyway or it was like 300 for like a one-time purchase and i thought that was hilarious um I'm just waiting for someone to hack their car.
1: (laughs) Oh, I'm sure people have tried. And that's an absolute nightmare. Oh, definitely. Like, I'm trying to devil's advocate it a little bit. So, you know, all all of these things, they're assembly line, they're mass produced.
0: That's true. So if
1: you build an assembly line, like, hey, we're not making, you know, we have, let's say, we're we're manufacturing the 2024 Malibu, right? Mm -hmm. And we're going to, instead of having the Malibu... X, Y, and Z, we're just going to have the Malibu, that's it, all the features going into it, we don't have to retool anything, everything's going to be made the same exact way, and that's going to be cheaper for us, and then, it sounds horrible, but $300 total for lifetime, you know, seat warmers being turned on, I think is not a horrible deal, but... I That can't be what it is. I mean, the the companies are never your friend, so this is just (laughs) me, like, spitballing. I'm sure that's not actually why this is happening. I'm sure this benefits them way more than, you know, anything.
0: So one of their justifications was if you decide to sell the car, that would increase its value because the new owner might be willing to pay, let's say, a couple grand to unlock certain features so that would be more interesting to like potential new buyers. Um I don't know how logical that is, but I don't know, it seems like everything's a subscription um nowadays.
1: <laughs> but like that's like it's not a service, like it's something you own. Like that's a that's such a like a dystopian nightmare.
0: Yeah. That's my biggest problem is it's already in the car. So if I had the know-how, I would just hack it. Um i wouldn't pay (laughs) like why would you it's like it's like you sell someone a house and then you block off a couple doors and say if you want to have these rooms you have to pay extra but you already own the house so it's like well why would i pay for more like if i already own the house why would i pay more to unlock certain doors that doesn't make any sense
1: well if you want to risk damaging your house i guess you can break the doors down yourself but i won't be (laughs) responsible for what
0: happens yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's the logic behind it. Um, but everything is a subscription. Um, it's What's even more funny is there are subscription-based services to manage your subscriptions. So it's kind of like um, Inception. <laughs> <laughs> so you can pay five or ten uh, bucks.
1: Uh, everybody's getting a slice.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you can pay like five or ten bucks a month to certain websites, and they'll like manage your subscriptions for you, and... I think you can set, like, a budget, and and I think also they'll, like, maybe, like, cancel subscriptions for you if you, like, go over your budget, so it's it's crazy, but when, when I, like, I guess when we were growing up, when I was growing up, like, I had never heard, like, th- any of this, basically, like, I mean, granted, subscriptions have always been around, but usually for, like, you know, like, things that mattered, or, like, for, like, a decent amount, 20, 30, 50, 60 bucks a month or something, but
1: yeah, and it was for like real physical things. Like yeah, I had a growing up. I had a subscription to Nintendo Power. I got a, you know, I got a magazine in the month every. Oh yeah. Or yeah. In the mail every month, which I haven't thought about in forever. But
0: <laughs> but those are like legitimate things. Like you know, I don't, like, well, a car payment isn't a subscription, but I mean, kind of, uh, or like a magazine, or like cable, or internet. Those were acceptable things. But for the most part, if you bought something, you owned it. And now it's more the philosophy of you'll own nothing and you'll be happy because everything's a subscription. And I don't know. I mean, I'm not a materialist or anything, but I, I like to own my stuff. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, and, you know, and sometimes there are services where that is the case and it comes with certain conveniences. Like if you. Um, Like if you buy a game on Steam, for example, you don't own the game, you own a license to play the game, but it's in this highly, you know, Mm. user-friendly, sortable uh, client that you can use and it's very convenient. There's customer support and all these things that come with it and, you know, it's kind of worth it. And it's, I mean, realistically, you're going to have that license as long as Steam exists and it's a multi-billion dollar company that keeps making money. So they're probably doing okay.
0: I I mean, granted, even if even if Steam does go bust, I mean, you have the files on your computer and if you're savvy enough, you can just crack them. Well,
1: that's you can't have like I well, let's see. How many things do I have in my Steam library? um uh, i have 30 337 items in my steam library i, <laughs> I definitely am not keeping all that on my computer <laughs> i
0: have like three or four at a time yeah I, I think i have like 10 um but that's the thing is you don't really own it anyway so like if you buy a game people are like oh i bought the new super mario brothers for the switch and you have a physical copy but you don't actually own the game you own You have a physical license to play the game. Whereas if you buy it digitally, you have like a digital license to play the game. And which is why you can't just copy the game and sell it. Like that would be illegal. So, but still, like having something in your hands makes you feel like you own it, basically. Um, The same is true for books, you know. So you can buy a book from the bookstore, but you don't own the book. You own the right to read the book, which is. Like it sounds like you're splitting hairs, but it's not like at, when you open a book or when you start a game, it says um, you know protected by copyright, you cannot copy this uh, unless you are the owner or something, you like the the publisher. So, uh, but I, I know what you mean, um, but that even that's still justified. I think that provides like a valuable service, but. Also, I wouldn't say that Steam subscription. Do they have a subscription service? I don't think they do.
1: Um, they don't. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> they that that you know what that actually was a big deal. I mean, it still sets them apart because, like, all the you know Nintendo, Sony,
0: Microsoft, oh. all their
1: all their console competitors, they charge you a subscription service every month to be online.
0: Oh, okay. No, I thought that what I was referring to is like if they had like a subscription model that will let you access like games. Oh because, no,
1: they all yeah. have that too, though.
0: Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think there's like Nintendo Online, and but I I get that. I think it's kind of fair because I mean someone has to run the servers, and the servers aren't free,
1: right? But <laughs> I well, clearly it's working out for Steam. Clearly, they're making it work.
0: Oh well, that's different because you're not playing the. Well, I don't know if like if you play games online, if you're playing them through a Steam server, I don't know how that works. D- they
1: have. There are plenty of things that run through Steam servers.
0: Oh okay, but I know like with Nintendo and Sony and Microsoft that they, that's hosted on their servers, so they want money for that, and the cheapest of those is Nintendo, which is I think like four bucks a month, maybe. Which yeah, it,
1: honestly, I've thought about buying a Switch a few times, and then, I remember, do it. <laughs> and then I remember I have to pay for a subscription service, and then I don't do it. Because I just really don't want to pay to be on, like, I've been off console for, for like, almost a decade at this point, and I really do not want to go back to paying to use the internet. Like, it just, it just feels and sounds so archaic to me.
0: It, yeah, it is. I mean, I just bought a Switch, so I've been trying to get back into console gaming. I don't really do much online anyway, but it is true that a lot of stuff we have nowadays is behind paywalls, um, which I think is okay to a certain extent, but I think in some areas it's kind of dangerous. The, the biggest one being journalism. So like a lot of articles you can't even access because they're subscription based. Um, and even if they're not subscription based, they're so full of ads you can't read the thing anyway (laughs) well
1: that's the scary thing though like yeah a a healthy functioning democracy needs good journalism Mm -hmm. good journalism isn't free someone has to pay for the journalism right yeah and now you know kind of crossing over into last week i don't know if you've noticed this ai written articles are everywhere now and they're like uh one of my friends i work with I, I walked over to him to chat the other day and he had like some sports article up and he's like look at this like this article is so stupid this is so clearly written by an ai like it's just like you could tell there's like sentence structures are all mm. the same and it it's horrible
0: yeah that's i know that ai has been doing a lot of stuff for a while like for example most of the weather reports that you read are ai generated but that's been that way for like 10 years. Um, because most weather reports aren't very flexible. You know, tomorrow will to be 15 degrees. There's a, there's a slow chance or there's a, a small chance of it raining and blah, blah, blah. So it's pretty template based. Um, but I think the worst part is, is that when we got the internet. So like 20 something years ago. <laughs> so when we, when we got the internet, uh, well even more than 20 years actually. Um, everything was pretty much free. Like, you could do whatever you wanted online, basically. And so we got this impression that, well, I have this connection to other computers. And I pay for the connection. So whatever I find while I'm online, it should be free. And so that's kind of like the mentality that, that's that been around since the 90s. So no one really wants to pay for anything anymore. Um... Which is the reason why everything is... To, to to make it blunt, I think some... I can't remember who said it, but the internet runs on ads, basically. So, like, Google is an ads company for all intents and purposes. That's their only reason for existing is to make ads. Um, and, and it's cor- gotten
1: worse. When you Google something, it's like the first entire page almost is like sponsored results.
0: Yeah, pretty pretty and, much and
1: and I don't click them out of spite. Like I'll like oh, I want to order a pizza from Domino's. Domino's. <laughs> uh first five results sponsor Domino's. Scroll down, scroll down, scroll down, Domino's.com. There we go.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's gotten a lot worse actually. Uh I mean Google did a 180. I mean their first I think their business model was to do no evil. That was their original uh, mantra.
1: Oh, I remember that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was to do no evil was their original mantra. And the second thing that was a big no-go for them was uh, we at no point in our company's history want to uh, be part of the ad sector. Like, they're on camera saying that. And then I think like 10 years later, they just did a 180. And, and they've been making bank ever since. But I think... One subscription I really do love the most, um, which is very pro-consumer but anti-producer, I would say, um, is Apple Music. Or like Spotify or, or Amazon Music, like any of like the music streaming platforms because they're all equally bad. But for me, 20 bucks a month to be able to access like more music than I'll ever be able to listen to. I mean cuz it's like a couple million songs, I think might be a billion. And so I get to listen to music from all different cultures, different, you know, different decades, all of that. And for me it's only 20 bucks, which is nothing. But the people who make the music, they don't earn anything. <laughs> it's like per listen it's 0. 0.000124 cents or something, which is like crazy. So and then I feel kind of guilty about it, but
1: I mean, it's it's all horrible. Like, um, so like you know, the the anime industry, for example, like, mm. famously does not make that much money, and they don't pay their animators like anything. And Crunchyroll has caught some flack for it, like they don't really pay much for what they do. But the way your Crunchyroll subscription works. It's actually similar to how, like, a YouTube premium subscription works. Like, um, the company takes their cut, and then depending on what you watch that month, um, a set-aside portion for those creators goes to the, the people of that made the thing you watched. Mm. So, theoretically, if you had a Crunchyroll subscription, you only watched one show a month, which uh, happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. They're going to get, you know, your entire set-aside you know, payment for your subscription.
0: I didn't know that. Is that how all of that works or is that just Crunchyroll?
1: I know it's also how YouTube Premium works.
0: Oh. Because okay.
1: I've heard, like, different, like, YouTubers talk about it. Like, hey, I have YouTube Premium. How does that How does that money get to you? And it's it's kind of like, you know, certain amount of people watch ads, you get paid. Certain amount of YouTube Premium users watch your video, you get paid.
0: I refuse to sign up for YouTube Premium. I just can't do it. Um, I
1: mean, I, I don't blame anyone that does. I've had it for years, solely for the reason they, and they got me, because you used to be able to, on the app, turn off your phone screen and the video would keep playing.
0: I, I can tell you a trick, so, <laughs> to get around that. So, you if you go through the browser, you can do that.
1: Yeah, but I do everything on my app, and I, it also goes towards my YouTube music subscription. Oh, so. uh, okay. I I'm, I'm I'm getting a better value for it these days.
0: I had Google Music back in the day when it was actually a service. But as with Google, they create and destroy so many services. I mean, I mean, they have a they have a massive graveyard of software that they no longer support. And I loved Google Music or Google Play Music. It was awesome, but they they dropped that. And they merged I- that into YouTube Premium.
1: I was going to say, I think YouTube Music is a lot better. Because I had Google Play Music too. Uh, I get recommended a lot of things. It does the year in review thing. You know, you can make playlists. It, I don't know. It, Google Play Music felt more like a, a place to listen to things I paid for. Yeah, that's and, why I liked it. <laughs> and YouTube Music feels more like a curated premium, like, I don't know. It's it's probably just a Spotify knockoff, but I was never a Spotify user, so.
0: That's one of the reasons why I like Apple music is because I can upload my own stuff. And I have a lot of music I've been chugging around with me for like 20 years. So I enjoy having it. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Spotify. Um, the biggest reason is that it's always black. And that really bothers me because I like to have like dark and light themes, depending on my mood, and I'm kind of sensitive about that. But, yeah, so we live in a world of subscriptions. Um, even for like my Kindle, because I do a lot of reading, Amazon has two subscription models. <laughs> so they have Prime Reading and Kindle Unlimited. Don't ask me what the difference is. But, I mean, if you read a lot, then it's really helpful.
1: Oh, my God. I'm still <laughs> irritated that... Buying something on Audible doesn't give you access to uh, like book? the text for yeah, like it should.
0: Some of them do. Um, if they're super cheap, if it's like a really cheap book, they'll include the PDF. So uh, I think they're called I think they're called Coursera. So they they offer like different courses on Audible, and if you buy the Audible book, they give you the PDF for free. But like not always. I think that has to do with like certain laws, though. So, like for example, here in Germany, I don't think they're actually allowed to give you the digital version with the physical one, um, because that's like unfair competition. And book prices here are are strictly regulated. But don't anyone quote me on that, because I'm not a lawyer. But <laughs> so, but yeah, so we live in a world of subscriptions. Um, but but if you had to pick your favorite one, like one you couldn't live without. Like, which one would it be?
1: Uh, probably the YouTube, just because every, like, I fall asleep to a YouTube video. I drive listening Mm. to a YouTube video or music. I, like, most of the things I consume are on YouTube. Like, all my sports stuff, all my, like, it's almost all there.
0: I would have to say it's my, my Apple subscription. My, like, uh iCloud plus or whatever it's called because I use that like all the time because I'm like a a heavy Mac user (laughs) so it helps me transfer files between all of my devices and like just the music in general like I love uh I love that um I guess one last point so was there like any subscription service that changed your mind so like for me for example when spotify like came to the market my thinking was like oh my god this is so stupid like why would you want to like pay money to stream music like you should own music like that's the whole purpose of it and then when i when once i actually got like spotify uh apple music i'm like oh my god this is so awesome i can listen to so many different songs only for ten dollars a month like was there ever that kind of moment for you with the subscription service
1: Kinda, and it actually kind of ties nicely into something I wanted to bring up at the last minute, too. Okay, shoot. So, this was maybe like eight years ago when some friends were getting me kind of more into anime, right? hmm So, they, they were getting me into JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and you know how all the YouTube channels will have their subscription deals, like, oh, join now with code blah 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 and get 30 free days. So, mm-hmm. I did that. I did it on my main email and then I got to the end of my 30 days. I'm like, well, I'm not going to pay for this. I don't, I don't <laughs> think it's worth paying for. So then I, I went to my second email, found another code, did the same thing. And then it ran out and I'm like, wow, I kind of am used to having this now. It's nice. Things are in a good quality. There's a good catalog. So it kind of won me over. I also ended up paying for it. Cause the thing I want to say is, Uh, free subscriptions are dangerous. You have to remember to turn them off, or you pay for, you pay for it for another extra year or two, like I did.
0: Yeah, I mean that's how they get you. Um, but I've been guilty of that, trying to like you know use as many codes as possible (laughs) to get free access to, uh, to as many services.
1: Yeah, that was an expensive free month.
0: Yeah. Uh. So, for you who, who look for subscriptions, like, definitely Google first if you can find coupons. Like, that's generally what I always do. Um, yeah,
1: because a lot of the time, it'll be, like, by default, you get a week free, and then if you find a code, it's, like, a month free.
0: Yeah, code. Yeah, just say, like, I don't know, service code. Like, some, some services don't, or some websites don't actually do codes. Like, I don't think you get that on Apple. I don't think you can, like, get, like, Apple or, like, Spotify uh, at a reduced price. Unless you buy a device. If you buy, uh, like a, uh, I think, like an Apple TV or something, they give you a couple months free. But I digress. So we're coming to a close. That was my final point. I don't know if you want to say something before we jump no, off your, of here.
1: Your final point wrapped neatly into mine.
0: All right. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, super interesting. So as always, thanks. And see you in the next one. Bye. <laughs> Bye. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to our podcast. We hope that it was informative and that we were able to expand your worldview, even if only just a little. We always welcome feedback, comments, and constructive criticism.
1: If you'd like to provide us with any, please reach out to us at our Discord or email address, both of which will be listed in the description.
0: Thanks again for listening, and until next time.